Welcome to the Magnificent Obsession Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Coming your way on each episode, you'll be encouraged in your faith as you listen to testimonials, teaching, and interviews. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, and why don't you like Magnificent Obsession Podcast Facebook page. And now your host, Danny Miller. I love how Peter, the Apostle Peter, in his letters, in his epistle, he describes us coming to him as Christ as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. So you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We refer to as living stones, and we were also referred to as a, as a peculiar people uh, and chosen. We are different. We're in this world, but not of it. And we are different. We're not of a corruptible nature, but an incorruptible nature from Christ. It's very interesting. There was a time I was attending college, going into the lessons. Back then, it wasn't the laptops and computers. It was folders. At the beginning of term, I do remember writing on my folder and the, uh, the things that I, the football team, soccer team that I supported. And I love God. So I did write some of the bands as well, Christian bands that I love following and listening to. So I put their names in and, but in big, bold, <laughs> I always remember this, in my maths folder, as I opened the folder, I had put Jesus lives. I, I had wrote that in big, black, felt tip pen. And, and there it was. And so every day when I'd go into my maths class, I'd sit down, uh, my bag with me, I open up my bag, get my folders out, get my math, the textbooks out and everything, along with my folder, open up my folder week by week. No one said a word. I just got on with my work. It was fine. One day I went into the maths classroom, sat down in the same place I always did. I put my bag down, opened up my bag, got my folder out. And just in that moment, I was in a class, probably about another 25 other students, people sitting around me in the same place as we always did. And suddenly the Lord spoke to me very clearly in the middle of that maths classroom as we were just settling down for the lesson. The Lord said to me, do you belong to me? And I, I just remember thinking, where did that come from? Do I belong to him? Am I different do I stand? Uh, of course, I. Uh, yes, I do, Lord. I belong to you. Because the, the Lord said to me, he said, because in a moment when you open up that folder, you're going to be known that you belong to me. Well, I wasn't sure what all that meant. And is it me thinking this? Where did all this suddenly come from? In the middle, not in church on a Sunday morning. This is in the middle of a lesson. I got my folder. I placed it on the table. I opened up my folder, as I had always done for weeks before that. But on this occasion, the moment I opened up my folder, there was a, a girl who sat uh, next to me. She looked over, looked at the writing that I'd written on my folder, which said Jesus lives. And then she called out and cried out <laughs> in, in a pitch that some girls of that age can do. It, it just caught the attention of, I think, the whole of the city. But anyway, certainly in that classroom. And she called out, hey, you believe in that? Everything went quiet. It was interesting. One, because the Lord just informed me, this is what's going to happen. And two, I've been opening up my folder for weeks before that. No one said a word. It was as if no one noticed. But here I was sitting there 
And then the whole classroom looked up and then saw these words. Jesus lives. They then began to ask me a lot of questions. Danny, do you really believe in that? Uh, you're not like one of those churches that are in the high street playing the music, and, and which I was. <laughs> um, and they asked me all about these questions. And then they, they, they actually got my folder and wrote, you know, Satan is alive, which, which is true, he was. But, uh, and they, you know, the ridicule came in, but you know, nothing too much. It was fine. But really what stood out for me was in the middle of that, I knew that God had called me. I knew that God had told me and informed me and prepared me. Do I stand for him? Because if I do stand for Jesus, then I represent him. So that uh, set me on a path. I was already on a different path, wasn't I? The moment you give your life to Jesus, you're on a different road. You're on a different path. I want to share a scripture with you. Uh, here on this podcast, on this program. And I know it's different. It's usually something that isn't shared until a certain season of the year. I'll let you guess which season it is. But I'm going to go against these traditions and trend here. And I want to share a passage of scripture that reflects maybe the journey that you and I are on. Because we indeed, if we belong to Jesus, we're on a different road. It says this, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, oh, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. Well, when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly, great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense and myrrh. And then verse 12 of Matthew chapter 2, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country, another road. So these wise men, however many they were, <laughs> but they went on a different path. They had an encounter with Jesus. They were led by the star. They met with Jesus. But once they had met with the king of kings, these kings then took on a different road. They met with Jesus and afterwards their path was different. Has that been the case for you? It certainly has been for me. <laughs> I'm reminded by this famous poem is by Robert Frost and part of it says this two rows diverged in a wood and I I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference I want to remind you of Dietrich Bonhoeffer German pastor during World War II he says God does not give us everything we want but he does fulfill his promises leading us along the best path to himself isn't that great? You know, C.S. Lewis, on the, regarding on the broad path, he says that human history is the long, terrible path of man trying to find something other than God, which will make him happy and fulfilled. Now, the star led them on a road to Jesus. Now, back then was the star. Before the star, you had, so for the children of Israel, you had the fire at night leading them, the cloud by day. What do we have nowadays? Faith. We have faith. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing. Yes, that's right. By the word of God. This path is filled with precious men and women 
who love Jesus have gone before us and now it's our turn on this very path. The path is filled with saints of people that have gone before us. Joel Osteen, Pastor Joel Osteen from Texas says, you know, sometimes in life a fog sets in and you don't know which way is the right direction. Every voice may tell you it's not going to happen, but God has placed a promise in your heart. Refuse to listen to those voices. Keep believing. Keep trusting. This path as well can often be outnumbered. I mean, Moses met with the Lord at the burning bush in Exodus 3. We read about 1 to 17. He took off his shoes. There was the rod became a serpent. There was his hand became leprous. I mean, when he appeared before Pharaoh, there were magicians. And they he was outnumbered. I mean, the magicians, it was two against one. So at times in our, on this path, there are times on this road, it can feel like, are we the only one? We are completely outnumbered. Listen, you're not alone. Remember Elijah against the prophets of Baal in 1 Kings 18, Mount Carmel. I mean, what are the odds there? It's 450 to 1. Shall, well, shall we say 450 to 1 plus God? <laughs> I mean, the Gideon army in Judges 7, you know, he was against 135,000. He did have 10,000, brought it down now to 300. 300 against 135,000, but it's 300 plus God. However, it's clear that at times in the midst of trials and giants facing us, we can feel outnumbered. I want to remind you, 2 Kings 6 verse 17, Elisha prayed. He said, O Lord, open his eyes, that's his servant, and let him see. So the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside that was surrounding Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. You're not alone. God is with you. God hears you. Last episode, I was sharing about the life of John Harper. Not many people may have known about the name of John Harper. If I mention someone like Smith Wigglesworth, a lot more believers are aware of Smith Wigglesworth, the British revivalist, evangelist in the 20th century. However, but regarding Smith Wigglesworth and for all the, the meetings and the miracles and the healings, and there are many books about what he did and the ministry, and there's not too many actually about him. There was an occasion on a boat, Smith Wigglesworth, coming back from Australia. He confessed that his life is so lonely. He said um, to a colleague, all I can do is just weep and weep. This path that you and I are on is not just for Sunday morning. It's for Monday morning as well. Psalm 16 verse 11, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You are traveling on a different road. And listen, I haven't even mentioned about the destination. This has been the Magnificent Obsession Podcast with your host, Danny Miller. Thank you for listening.